1: Welcome to Geek Vibes Live.
0: Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation, to an all new episode of. Geek Vibes interview. My guest today is a musical genius. I mean, pretty much a savant, just such a talented guy. Uh, Waiting for them to call in now. We have a very special interview in store for you guys. This gentleman has done music for Empire, Power, uh, WWE, Watch Dogs 2, uh, just so many things. I can't wait to get into this with him. So just bear with me and we're going to wait for him to call in. Like I said, just a musical genius. So much to pick from his brain. Like I guess they're just waiting for it, shouldn't be much longer. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Hello? Hello?
1: Yo yo. Yo, yo, what's going on?
0: Hey, what's going on? You don't hear an echo, do you?
1: No, not at all.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so let me reintroduce you. Uh, I did the whole setup. Let me reintroduce you again. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Geek Vibes Nation, very special guest, super talented individual, super, super, super talented. Mr. Vo Williams, what's going on, man?
1: What's popping? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you.
0: Absolutely, I couldn't wait for this. Honestly, once I've seen everything that you've done, I was just like, all right, I definitely have to talk to this guy. Break down everything. He's super talented. Um, so let's 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 get Thank right you. into it. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Question is going to be one of those questions that I'm sure you hear all the time, but I have
1: to ask it just to start off with.
0: Um, so I'll just start it off with, how did you get
1: into music? Oh wow. Um yeah, so I mean when I was a youth, I always just admired music and musicians. Um, you know, I used to watch music videos and, and just imagine myself, you know, performing and like, you know, kind of like trying to trying to be like the people that I would see on TV. Um, and man, it just I just fell in love with the feeling that the music gave me and it made me it inspired me to wanna to create and to uh, and to give other people that same feeling. So You know, I would say I started when I was, man, maybe like 10 or 11. You know what I mean? Just start, you know, writing music and, you know, uh, trying my hand at, at, you know, creating like little things, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. I, unfortunately, I have a, uh, I didn't get the genes from my dad in that regard, but my dad is uh, is a singer and I see just the constant work that he puts in day in, day out not only to perfect his craft, but to keep the voice crisp, uh, to do everything uh, that he needs to do to keep that going well. Uh, So I know how much work goes into just perfecting everything. And
1: when he's trying to create
0: a song, just the hours that he puts in, That's just like, you know what, a whole day or two, or maybe even a week might be dedicated just to perfecting this sound and making sure it's ready
1: to go. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so yes, um, I mean listen. Go ahead, go ahead. Definitely uh a labor of love, you know, and um you know, I think um I think any artist really that's that's passionate about what they do, they just they sometimes just invest those hours without even realizing how much time they put into it. You know, sometimes like, you know, when we create we might be we might start at like eight o'clock in the morning and we could go sometimes until two or three o'clock in the morning without even realizing we didn't even eat yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that love and that interest in what you're doing, just locking in, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I completely understand that. But, I mean, that's even to a degree what we do here with our podcast and everything. It's just once you get in in the lab and you start working, everything else is just, it's gone. It's shut off and the focus is just purely on the craft. Um, Absolutely. So you being such a fan of of the, the culture of music and everything like that, I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on the the culture of music of today? Like, do you think we've fallen off tremendously from what it used to be? Because me and you both know music back in the day was just so perfect. It was flawless. It was beautiful. And we know right. since then, music, I won't say music has been like the, the secondary to everything else uh, because people still rely on music to, whether it's to give a, a message of something or to to put them in a proper feeling or something like that. But do you feel as though music has drastically dropped off? Or do you think, you know, we're still right there with music being so important to culture as it used to be?
1: Indeed. Indeed. Um, I would say that the need for music in life has never been more important than it is today. I think that um, even technology shows how important music is to us in our everyday lives. It it plays much more now today than it's ever been as a soundtrack to our everyday lives and every single thing we do. I mean, you know, we, we look at um, some of the applications uh, that are successful and uh, we look at the numbers that they do and we see that these, that, that uh, you know, that, that the fact is that people need their music on them on deck at all time. And now you have music in your pocket, you know, um, you have all these streaming platforms that allow you to to have access to the music you need to to, uh, to soundtrack whatever vibe or whatever activity uh, you're doing uh, all day. You have it right there. Uh, in the past, you know, uh, uh, you know, pre iPhone, pre smartphone, uh, and that whole that whole movement, um, you know, you really just had to be able to tune into uh, a radio or something like that, and it just wasn't ex- as accessible back then. Um, so I, I still think that it was, that it was as important back then. Uh, but I just don't think that, I don't think that it was, um, I think that it's grown in terms of, in terms of our, uh, our connection to music and how it plays in our lives, even more so today, because so many more people have access to it so much more readily now, uh, in terms of that. Now, in terms of like the quality, if, if this is a question about like, do I think the quality of music has fallen off? Man, honestly, like, I think it's so hard to say because um, I think that, I think that back in the, I think that with, 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 again, with the advances in technology and how it's allowed more people who weren't necessarily musically inclined to then, to now participate in making music, um, you know, that, that's always kind of going to change the sound and the preference. Um, I, look at, I look at what's happening in music a lot like uh, what happens in cuisine in other countries that have been like maybe, you know, war-torn or going through uh, some great financial depression or something like that and how that affects the cuisine there. And then when they get back on their feet, how those times, how those uh, very basic foods become delicacies and things that they once thought were poor foods and now uh, foods that, that are, are, um, are comfort foods. So I think the music i think the music is a reflection of you know of of the change and what's available, what we have access to um you know people the ear of the public has changed uh and subsequently that's changing what uh artists are are giving the people um you know i think I think also back in the days, and I'm not saying like i'm like you know like I lived in this is just my theory but <laughs> I was, you know, I wasn't like, you know, I'm not like 85 or anything like that. But, um, you know, I was just in Rome in Italy and, you know, I went to the Colosseum and I was just looking at this massive structure. And I thought to myself, could something like this with so much detail and so much greatness um, be created even today or even in, let's say, like the 70s or like even the 60s when we would we would uh, look at art and say art was in its – um art was kind of in a, in a golden age uh, in, in terms of how it was breaking through to modern music, you know, would, would we be able to create a structure like that even in the 60s or the 70s? And I think that the more we become technologically advanced, um, you know, the greater we become, the more access we have. But I think the less time we, we have uh, or we feel that we have um, and the less time we spend on, on our art, so you know that that may be what you what you what i think you're what I think you're saying in terms of like the integrity of the art that you're seeing today and has it fallen off. I think that with anything you know uh the more we grow as a society, the less time we feel we have to invest in things, whereas uh there were less distractions um you know, the further back you go, there are less distractions and less things to, to be into, and the more time you can put into great things like a Coliseum or, like, the Sistine Chapel or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got dudes who've been, like, painting, one painting for, like, 10 years. Like, you don't see that these days. People are trying to create something and get it out in, in, you know, in a week. You know what I mean? So I think that reflects yeah. in the art, and it also reflects in the taste of what we, uh, of what we expect from artists, too, that speed, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, listen, I'm completely with you on that. I think the the biggest thing that worries me about today's time is um, you have people who, like, let's say you put a music video out, right? You have a lot of this Mm -hmm. current new generation that if it's not a clip on Instagram, they may not give the whole video a watch. You know what I'm saying? Even though you you worked your tail off, the video is something that's very important for the culture, very important for the youth, and they want 30, 30 to 60 seconds of it, that's it. Like, that's all they can consume. Yeah. So, it, yeah. what bothers yeah. me is, and and then this generation, it doesn't really take a lot of things serious. Like, uh, when Gambino did This Is America, and he did that whole music right. video and everything, the first thing this generation did was make spoof videos about it. And I'm just like, right. no, like right. that's, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the point right. of this. Like, actually take it for what he's trying to give you. So, I mean, I think, that's the biggest thing that that makes me feel like this generation doesn't appreciate music as much as the last few generations. It's not as mm-hmm. important. If it's not something you know, they can dance to or get that immediate gratification, they're they're completely checked out.
1: You know what's you know what's funny that you say that is I was um um, you know, because the artists that I work with they're like filmmakers and musicians. And it really, uh, this is America by Gambino, hit us so hard, at just as a visual and as a uh, an audio, because uh, we're all kind of in the same thing, and um, and it's so funny that you say that because the whole point of that video was uh, exactly exactly that, you know, just like the fact that all these these things are happening that are facing us today that affect our lives and that people are so easily distracted by the the dopest dance or the coolest fashion or whatever that they can't even see that people are, like, dying in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not caring or investing any, any energy in that. And what's funny about what you just said is that even though that video hit on exactly that, I haven't even heard anything about that video until you just asked me that. <laughs> so it's like we already forgot about this. I mean, obviously you and I haven't forgotten about this is America, but this is America right. today. That 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 video came out a few months ago, and today it's something that we're talking about as um, in the past tense. It's like it's like we've already moved on from that. Like it's not trending anywhere on Twitter. Nobody's sharing that. Nobody's continuing the conversation on that. It's already. It's already logged off and passed on to the next thing, you know what I'm saying People talking about the next track, you know what I mean um, so right. it's like it's crazy and um and yeah i you know I would say that I do think that um, I do think that the the amount of access the abundance that we have to art now and and how easy it is to get everything for free um, that lowers the value of what you receive when you when people people used to invest. Mad bread into into music videos, like you know, what I'm saying, like people would spend like a million dollars on a video, you know what I'm saying? And now, as an artist, it almost doesn't make sense for you to spend that much money because, like you said, if it's if it's if it's longer than a minute, people have already checked out. They may not even see the end of that video, so you can't even. It's almost crazy because you can't even do videos that tell stories because you might invest in this story and people don't finish the story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. it's because, it's because there's, so much, there's so much content constantly being thrown at people that they're checking out the first 30 seconds, and then they, they bounce into the next song. They can really, in three minutes, listen to three songs and never listen to that, that music ever again every single day. Because every day, everybody is, is spinning so much content to keep up with the desires of the people that, like, constantly get this stuff because it's so free. Um, you know, it's just like water and, and diamonds. You know what I mean? We take water for granted because it's so abundant, but then we then we value diamonds because diamonds are more limited. So the more you have of anything, the less it's it's going to um, it's going to be worth to you. And unfortunately, I think this is also happening. Fortunately and unfortunately, it's happening in art because the good side is is that we're having more people being able to express themselves because technology is allowing people. Um, to skip the line essentially with, with getting, getting dope or getting better. You can automatically sound dope, you know what I'm saying, and, and jump in the game and express yourself as an artist. But what that does is that makes the gate a lot wider and, 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 and adds so much more content. Um, and so if I drop a joint, I could spend 20 years, 30 years trying to be dope in it, or on an album and I can give it to you, but I'm giving you that album in the same day. 2,000, 3,000 people are sending you albums. And it wasn't like that in the 80s or the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Yeah. I do hear what you're saying, and I agree it is somewhat like that. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying 100%. Yeah,
0: I mean, I love the reference that you made to to Diamonds and Water because that is – I mean, I don't want to say this generation, like I'm in my 40s. I'm only like 24, but – I I have siblings, Um, so I see this current new generation, and the love, the appreciation for art, uh, what came before them, it's, like, at an all-time low. Uh, And I know my generation kind of scoffed at the generation before us because all you would hear is, back in my day, like, you know, your generation is horrible, Right. in my day, this would never. So, you know, we would look at that like, well, be quiet, but now I'm looking at this, (laughs) this new generation, like, Oh man! Like I see what my grandfather and my dad were talking about. right but my, my biggest right. question to you is my biggest question to you is because just as someone who gives uh pretty much like a service or an art to to a fan base, my biggest question to you is as someone who does music, I see, for example, like uh, a, a complaint I hear about a lot of musicians is like I hear them too much. I hear them too much, like Drake always has something. I hear him too much, that's why I don't like them. But on the other hand, mm. Kendrick and Cole will give you an album every three or four years, and people are like, why can't we hear more of it? Like, give us more. Right. So I wanted to right. ask you, as a musician, where do you fall in that? Would you rather do, like, a million, whether it's whether it's an EP or mixtape, I don't even know how you classify the difference between the two, or an album, right. would you rather do, like, a bunch of those within, like, the span of two years, or would you rather do one project you know will just will just completely shut down the internet, make the fans go crazy, but you're only giving an album every other year or, or if that, you know, what would you prefer to appease the masses or do something that just makes you comfortable and put you in the space to give the best possible
1: product? Right. I mean, I, I would definitely say that um, I'm a huge fan of spending time on, on work um, because, you know, I, I, first and foremost, I do this for me. And you know if I don't love it, if I don't love what I do, if I don't believe in myself or have a pride in, in my art, you know, then how can I speak that and, and for the for the people to feel that energy, um, you know? And sometimes I'm just in that zone where I feel like I can just I have so much to say, and you might get you might get fifty tracks out of me in a year, you know what I mean? Um, you know, but sometimes I just I'm just focused on one message and it's just not coming out right, and I might spend you know, I, I got verses, man, verses, 16 bars. And for people who don't write music, 16 bars is like when, when when you're listening to a song, you have like the main hook and then the person spits and then the hook comes back. That one verse where they're rapping is is usually 12 to 16 bars. I got 16 bar verses that I spent a month on, sometimes longer, you know what I'm saying? I have songs that I spent six months on, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and the thing is, is that, you you really don't want to be inauthentic with your art, I don't think. I mean, I feel like, you know, I understand whereas, um, you know, maybe an artist who's signed, they might have that pressure from the label to stay relevant and to always be producing content. But, you know, really what happens is they end up just uh, kind of diluting their brand with music that doesn't mean anything. And it hurts you. Yeah, it keeps you in the public. It keeps you famous. It keeps people thinking about you. But in the end, it actually hurts you because they don't really – appreciate when you drop something. So, you know, as much as people may bellyache either way, because you can't win 100% either way, I'd rather people complain that I don't give them enough and for the, and to leave them wanting more and and to know that what I put out is that quality heat, just that ether, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's just where I sit with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, <clears throat> <laughs> we're in a time to where it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, the fan base just always wants Something. They either want to complain, or they want more, or they want to celebrate. They just always want something. I had someone who just heard the um, uh, the Just Finished Finally Listening to the uh, the, the Drake album that, that dropped, I want to say like a month or two ago. And he, mm-hmm. after he got done, he was like, man, so did you hear anything about anything new he's dropping? And I'm like, yo, he just gave you like... <laughs> Like a side right. 80 kind of album. Right. Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, you're not satisfied? Your like, with it. Relax. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like, go yeah, through yeah. it again.
0: Go through it again. Right. Um. Well, you I know, mean, I'm it's crazy
1: because... it's good. No, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying?
0: No, I was saying I'm still trying to break down the Chris Brown 50-track album that came out wow. like, what, want to say months ago to maybe a year. I'm still trying to break that That's down. Nuts. It's like, I don't need nuts. anything more from that guy. So yeah, but no, right.
1: not bad. no, that's crazy. No, um, yes, nuts because man, like you know, it's really, you know, the people, the people are consuming music at such a a, a crazy rate. You know what I mean? Like the con, the way that, the way that um, our lives are set up, and the way that our lives are uh, uh, um, woven into social media, or social media is woven into our lives and and how that so how those social media platforms are even designed is affecting the way we consume anything. So if you look at Instagram for example, um if you're on Instagram and you're an influencer there, you have to constantly you have to put one thing up a day just because the way that that format is designed. So um so yeah, I mean, I I'll, I I'll, you know, I can't really knock the people for um for wanting more. They don't I don't think that I think that they're kind of just going with the change in the world, you know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. you know because so many other people are producing all this content. Like you know before Wayne, before Wayne was putting out that that kind of that kind of content, people weren't even really thinking about doing that. But then somebody somebody follows up with that, and then it changed and then the fans want more because he did it. And then and then now everybody's doing it, and now it's like oh snap! But um, but. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. I mean, the amount, the, you know, you can drop an album today and people, people want to hear a new episode from you next week. Uh, and I don't, <laughs> that, I don't think that, the, you know what I mean? That's what it's like. People are kind of listening to albums the way they're watching television shows. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they don't, they're not realizing that it takes so much money and so much organization, so much writing, so much creativity to produce at a level that makes you a Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not if if you just put out if you just put out to pimple butterfly, you're bringing in Robert Glasper who's playing keys on your joint. You know what I'm saying? You got you got interludes, you got like all the, you know what I'm saying, you got all these rhymes, you got all these features, all these producers who are coming together to write this classic thing that you hope will win a Grammy. You're not doing that in a month. That's taking a year, if not more. And I, and I guarantee some of those concepts are older concepts that have been reformatted in the, in the new sound specific for that album. Like sometimes we take, we'll be sitting on a concept we've been wanting to just put out and just get out there forever. And it'll just be in rhyme form so it can really fit anywhere. But then we'll work on an album that, calls, that has a specific color or a specific, specific sound. And we'll work in that idea that from like a year ago, you know what I'm saying, we may work those rhymes in somehow to create a song within that, that new album. So you know a lot of times you're not just writing from scratch, you're still pulling old stuff. you know I mean? when you're getting an album, you're not just getting something that a person sat down with zero and just start going they Some of that content they've been thinking about for a year and it just happened to fit for that album so it, it takes it takes it takes that and all uh and also it takes um on top of the technical like the mixing and the and the producers and the money and all that that goes into uh producing an album. It also takes living a life. If you want a quality body of work, you got to allow your artists to live a life so that they can come back and give you five, six more tracks of wisdom or whatever or experience. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're only rapping about being in a club, damn, they got to go at least 10 more clubs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you you, know, you got to give them time to live because if they, dry, if they give you the same album they just gave you, then you're going to be like, damn, this cat ain't growing. You got to give these people time right. to live their lives. You got to give them at least a year to live, and you know that can be difficult for an artist who is who is um, spending all of this time and money to orchestrate, to write, to to get all these composers and producers together to mix and to da 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 to produce this body of work. And it may take them a year to do that, and he drops it on you, or she drops it on you, or they drop it on you, or whatever the structure of that group is and then and then it, it hits you, then that person got to go on tour to give it to you live because you want to see them live, and they're not just in your city. They're in different cities. Maybe it's an international tour. Every night they fly and they go going somewhere else, and guess what? That tour is going to take, what, six months, maybe a year? Who knows how long the tour is, and they got to produce an album at that same caliber while flying around the world and living out of suitcases You want them to give you that that classic album in the middle of all of that prepping for tour and performing and doing appearances. And there's so much that goes into being an artist that people don't understand because it's not like you drop an album and then people live with it for some time and then you just go back into a dungeon and you got all the time in the world to write and record another album. In between that next album, you you are living an insane life putting that album in the world and being present as a live artist. And you're writing the the great the, an album, the top of your last album, so you got to be better. while you on a treadmill? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like people yeah. don't get, it's crazy. People don't get this, man. It's it's a lot. <laughs> so um, so when you um, so a lot of times I think a lot of um, a lot of people uh, who are just content hungry, um, they don't realize a lot of those artists are either not writing their own stuff, which is which is understandable because if you want it and you got to have it and i'm and i you know and i and i'm committed to giving it to you shouldn't be a problem if i have somebody else write it but i mean i write my own stuff and i'm just saying i don't really bash artists who don't write their own stuff cuz it's so unrealistic man and and hip hop is the only genre that that charges people with this task um yeah you know they're either they're either not writing their own stuff they have teams of people creating that new experience for you so it can be quality mm. while they go live other lives or they freestyling it you know what i'm saying so you know, yeah. it's, you kind of get what you what you ask for, you know what I mean, or what you pay for, essentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and listen, I'm glad, I'm super glad you brought that point up because that only exists in hip hop, uh, and, and I think that's to the detriment of hip hop because it's such. Hip hop is one of those those kind of things that's so competitive, so driven, so oriented, and someone has to be a number one that it's like you don't hear about that in country. You don't hear about that in pop. Right. Like you don't you don't see Lady Gaga like going at uh Adele's neck for number one, yeah, like Lady calling Gaga her out with the shoes. Yeah, like you don't <laughs> you don't see that because it's not yeah. it's not driven by competition. It's just driven by making good music. And to me right. it's like it's like let's say there's a bake sale and you happen to bring in cupcakes <laughs> that you bought from <laughs> the, the store. Like, my goal mm. of this bake sale was to sell cupcakes. It doesn't matter if I made them or right. whoever made them. The, the idea was to sell the cupcakes. So if you like the cupcakes, how does that matter how they got here? Like You, exactly. you got the cupcakes exactly. It tastes good. So right. I, I just think, I think the idea and the mentality that we've worked inside, I, I think that only started because it came out like, oh, Big never even wrote a lyric down. Like Hove never even wrote a lyric down. Like it was just off the brain. So I think when you got those legends that did it, people were like, "Well, everyone has to do it." No, not really. No, (laughs) it's like you know, it's crazy.
1: You know what's funny is I I think that I think that at this point it's kind of got abstracted the idea of competition and writing your own run. But I think in the beginning, because because hip hop started as an expression of 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 black youth and now you know it's one of the biggest it is the biggest genre the, the biggest culture uh that affects the entire world which is a beautiful thing and we share it with so many different cultures which is a beautiful thing but as it began as the voice of black youth and and black youth being tied and, and synonymous with struggle to be black in art means to struggle in america america's relationship with black artists is always an expression of of uh, um, of our oppression, of where we come from, so hip hop coming from that as a voice of of people who are struggling, it it audit, I think I think it, since the beginning, it made um, it essentially aligned artists with the with the um, uh, with the requirement to be speaking their own truth because it started out as like you know you're, you're not gonna you're not going to you're not going to write for someone else a a story of pain you want to know that that pain had had come from that person and now now we now we're here uh and we have so many sub genres in hip-hop that i think that it's turned into this kind of like competition thing and it's been more abstracted but yeah for some reason it's um it's it's unique to hip-hop that the artist has to write it has to be coming from them it the story or or uh the expression has to be coming uh directly from them and um you know, I, I you know I'm I'm a firm believer in that. I practice that. I write my own rhymes. Uh, I'm a little bit of a control freak also. Just like I said, I got verses that took me two months to write. So I care about what I'm saying. If it's coming out of my mouth, I'm doing this for fun. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like if it don't feel right, I'm not I'm not trying. To, you know what I mean? So but you know but I can also understand people who are you know trying to create a livelihood with this who are just being entertainers. And, you know, with that being said, because you may have the right voice or, like, maybe you just – people like the way you look or they like your your style or your energy, um, so you're just a voice. But with that being said, yeah, I feel like if that's all you do, you should be allowed to take writers. And if you're being successful, hey, you know, uh, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's unique to hip-hop.
0: It's super unique to hip-hop. And I think my biggest thing is, <clears throat> to what you were saying about people wanting it to be authentic – my biggest thing is you can't have a ghostwriter and then say you're you're the best in hip hop. Like that that right. can't go hand to hand like that. I mean there is an art to it. I mean it's the equivalent of There is of, an art. like um like it, let's say in baseball like if I'm hitting home runs just off of raw natural talent. And you're juicing to hit home runs and you have more than That's not the same. You can't then say, Right. Right. You can't then say you're better than me. It's like, well, you, right. you needed an advantage to get that. Like <laughs> I just did yeah, it all absolutely. like what I was born with. So I, I think right. that's the biggest absolutely. struggle that, that people have is like a lot of people want to say they're number one, a lot of people want to say they're the best, but like when it comes to that, there are criteria that need to be met before you can put yourself in that conversation. And if you don't write your own music, I can't think, I can't possibly believe you could be number one of that list. Like what what do you think as an actual artist who does his own music? Do you think someone can put themselves in that category if they don't write their own music? Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely not. I mean, in terms of, in terms of the, um, the greatest MC uh, uh, question, you just, you automatically disqualify from that. If you don't, if you don't write your own stuff. That's just the way it is. I mean, because people are asking who is the person who wrote this, and they're then uh, they're then ranking that person. So if it's not you, you can't you can't be on that list. I, I'm a firm right. believer of that.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I'm so, completely with you because to me that's that's somewhat just to me it's fraudulent, uh, especially absolutely. if it's like to me if you have a writer, it's okay to say like oh like he doesn't write all of my music, but some of my hits. Like, blah, 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 bro. Like, I tell people all the time, right. um, from what I know, and I could be mistaken, so I'll put that out there now, but from what I heard, um, even as far as comedy, like, Paul Mooney used to write some of Richard Pryor's stuff, so it oh, like, yeah, doesn't take away from the fact that Richard Pryor is still one of the greatest comedians of all time. Like, Absolutely. I'm sure if Richard Pryor was here, he would go, yeah, Paul Mooney wrote this joke, that joke, but like, you know, I wrote these, right. these, these, and these, so it doesn't take away from your greatness. But you do have right. to be authentic enough to admit, like, hey, uh, this guy did, you know, wrote for me. So we're like, okay, like, I know you have talent in writing because you do some of your own stuff, but you
1: don't do right. all
0: of your own stuff. And that's where you right.
1: have to be separated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're 100% on point with that. You know, and um, it's, it's crazy because soon I actually feel like that the, the debate won't even come up. Uh, after a while, man. Like, I think I think maybe in ten years, people won't even ask yo who's the dopest MC. Cause I'm seeing a lot of like, you know, new artists who are who are starting starting to create music now. They are they're trying to rebel against the idea of of
0: uh, of that
1: of that uh, that competitiveness. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got a lot mm-hmm. of you got a lot of artists who won't even like freestyle, or like who won't even. Which you know, not everybody freestyles, but you got a lot of artists who won't even like. They, they won't even call themselves – they don't even classify themselves as rappers even though they're rapping. So it's like – it's crazy-ass changing, though. But, yeah, you used to have to be cra- – you used to have to be dope and you used to have to write your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? When I, was, when I started making music, like, I had to battle people to get respect. You know what I'm saying? We used to be at, at lunch just, like, going at each other every single day, but that made us better. But, you know, our listeners, uh, you know, the public wanted that. The public wanted somebody who had something to say. Uh, now it's a little bit different, you know? So um I think I think so long as um I think always the public has the power you know um you know we uh, we as the artists uh, will always have everything we'll always have most deaf, we'll always have Vo Williams and then on the other side we'll always have you know so and so who makes you dance and so and so who's selling swag and 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 not really saying much but but it's dropping videos that are basically fashion shows or whatever, you know, and that's fine for everybody because right. everybody's got their own interest. We always have always had everything. We've always had conscious rap, and we we've always had that was more for to make you dance, more about selling the beat to 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 make you move. Uh, the public is, uh, votes one in or one out, and at one point the public wanted wanted um, you know college dropout, and they wanted they wanted Hov. Now the public wants something else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it's the same thing right. with MC Hammer was popping. The public wanted Hammer at one point. Then the public wanted something else. Everybody was always doing everything. Right now you can find the craziest lyricists on the planet, and you can find you know someone who is the the um, complete opposite of that. Uh, but what what rises to the top is completely up to to the people who are who are consuming it. Because I promise you, whatever you put your dollars behind other people will kill themselves to follow that because they want to make a living. They're trying to, they're trying to change their lives and, and create jobs out of creativity. So ain't nobody going to be a diehard like, person who is, who is writing whack lyrics if the public is saying, yo, we want people who are dope. I guarantee you the whackest person right now will sit down and read a dictionary or like study some Edgar like, Allen Poe and try to get dope. If that's what you want, that's what you're paying for, hustlers is going to figure it out. And you're going to have a lot of yeah. really poetic hustlers out there. <laughs> But you don't require yep. that, so 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 they so since you don't require that, they're mastering what you're paying for, and you want auto tune and trap beats with the triples flow over it. That's what you, that's what that's what letting us eat out here. All right, we got we need that we need that song like that. We need ten of them, and we got to look like this, and we got to say these things. Y'all like cats who drink lean. All right, we need lean in the video. They're not they're not pioneering. They're following what you will pay. They're offering you what you're asking for. So um, I think a lot of times the public doesn't realize how much power they have over what is popular. Whatever you buy is what they will make. I promise you that. There are a few people, um, like I would, I would point out Kanye West, for example. There are a few people who are living, uh, who are thriving to constantly just change and be completely different outside of what oh, – and, and jumping out there every single time they drop a project, jumping out there and trying to do something completely new and risky. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of other people, are following the last thing that sold a million copies. So, I mean, that's, I think that's why we have a lot of what we have. So, yeah,
0: no, I mean, the the biggest thing I look at is the the fan base. What I'm starting to to realize is the fan base is helping in the the greatest of all time debate. Like, uh, as far as like right now, the greatest of right now debate, mainly because. Um, you'll see an artist that'll uh engage in like a beef or something. Get completely trashed, right. and then their their fan base will be like, Nope, never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just like, wait, hold on. Like, it did happen. It's right. not trash. Like, are you gonna acknowledge this? And they're like, No, I can care less. So you have right. these people who have these just these fan bases that are so loyal. There is right. nothing that person can do short of just like something completely egregious. Um that will make them leave their side. Like they, they just have that big of a fan base. So now it's yeah. to the point to where it's like, you could go to somebody with like logical facts about something and they'll go, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I still listen to it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's right. one of those things where it's like the fan base is starting to realize the power that they possess. I mean, shoot, I, I learned the hard way. I tried to say something bad about Beyonce and the beehive was just like, they were ready Whoa. to completely get oh, me off. Wow. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were ready to get me off of social media completely. And it wasn't even yeah, anything bad I was trying to say. I was just trying yeah. to say, like, uh, to me, Beyonce is one of those those uh, those people that are, like, the full package. But the full package yeah. doesn't mean she's she's completely – she just excels mm. so much at different things that it makes her a complete package. Um, right, I was right. I tell people, like, some of the times, like, you could see someone who doesn't have what Beyonce has and can do what she can do but can sing better than her. And it's no knock to Beyonce. Mm -hmm. There's just always someone who is underground that just happens to be better. Uh, Whether Mm -hmm. it's the voice, Mm -hmm. whether it's the craft, just whatever it is. Um, And they were ready to get me out of here. I'm like, all right, well, (laughs) I was like, I I didn't mean any disrespect. I was just saying, you know, I could name some people that I feel as though voice are just like sound better to me personally uh, Mm -hmm. than Beyonce. And the fan base was not having it. Um, right, so right. I learned that, <laughs> I learned that lesson completely the hard way. Um, it's nuts. But I want to get, I want to get more into you. You have done so much. I was saying at at the top of the show before you called in a savant, a pioneer, I feel as though what you're doing is something that isn't being done, not even near on the same level. Uh, like, I, I don't really see your competition. Uh, so I was looking, uh, just so I could ask you about it. I, I, I don't see it. Um, So That's I want to ask you, I want to ask you, with everything you've done, you've done so many shows, you've done Watch Dogs 2, which I just started playing, uh, purely just for you, so. <laughs> for the benefit of the interview. <laughs> so um, so, That's so um, no shade to Watch Dogs. I just, I, I didn't have that big of an interest to start it before but I definitely do not. Nah, that's Uh, what's up. Yeah, that's what's up.
1: Maybe Um, I can hit
0: number three then. (laughs) Hey, listen, I definitely need you to hit number three. So if they want my money, they better let you hit number three. Um, So, I mean, I'm just looking through the list of everything you've done. And uh, here at Geek Vibes Nation, we are each geeks. So a lot of what you've done definitely checks off that box for us. But I want to ask you about something that, um, I think isn't brought up enough when it comes to you that I think should be because I think it's iconic. And what That's I want to attribute up. attribute uh, or contribute that to is uh, your work on SNL. Please tell me more about that because I think that is huge. Tell me more about your work with with Saturday Night Live. Yeah,
1: it's um, yo, yeah, it was actually the craziest thing ever, man, because that show to me man like that's like you know that's like just a classic show that's been on forever and just kind of just yeah. gets better with time um and it's so crazy because uh um, you know the skit that the skit that they wanted to use um one of my tracks for was actually um was actually kind of this um this like sketch about about Kanye or like a biopic about Kanye and what they were also doing which which I thought was interesting too is is uh uh kind of tackling the issue that Hollywood at that time was having with the whitewashing of black culture uh or or any other culture for that matter so what they did was they took um they took these white actors uh who were on the show and they had them playing like you know all these like black iconic figures like you know Kanye West Jay-Z you know what i'm saying like and basically doing their uh basically doing their autobiography uh um uh, as these characters and it was it was insane but um there's uh there's a moment where Kanye is talking to uh there's a moment where Kanye is uh, talking to Jay-Z. I'm sorry it's a it's a autobiography about Jay-Z. There's a there's a moment where Kanye where Jay-Z goes to meet Kanye and um yeah when they meet uh, they play my song Light 'em up in the background. Um and that for me was uh and you know, they're using that to score that scene because it has it has an energy to it that uh you know that people can kind of um uh, sometimes feel is 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 a is a Kanye vibe, you know what I mean, which is a huge uh, uh a huge uh, compliment to me. Um, but yeah, it's just got that it's kinda got that energy and it drives the scene really well. Uh but yeah, I mean I just dude, when I, when I saw the request for that, I was like, yo, I can't believe that they are about to use my joint in SNL, man. This is like, this is like Eddie Murphy comes from that, from that cloth. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm a huge Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. fan. So, so it just, yeah, it's, it really is crazy, man, to have that, to have that, um have that work there. So yeah, that's it's I say, a, it was a I massive blessing.
0: It, absolutely. And that's why I said, I think it's something that isn't talked about enough, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like n- that's not something everybody can say. Like, that's not one of those things. that's like, oh, well, okay, well, Jimmy down the street can do that. So, you know, whatever. Like, right, no, right. that is huge. Right. That is
1: yeah, huge, it's, it's and
0: that massive, is something man. that needs to be absolutely. That's something that needs to be praised as often as possible.
1: Um, so I Good wanted look. to make
0: sure I brought that up because I thought that was iconic. Uh,
1: just as yeah, a I fan. Think I, I agree, man. It's it to me is one of my highlights. I'm glad that you did bring it up. It's one of the highlights uh, ever for me. That's um. Uh, that title is, is legendary and to, and to have, you know, have that credit there is, it's insane, man. It's, it is absolutely, absolutely. insane.
0: Absolutely. So my, my follow-up question to that is, I was dying to ask you this, like the day, w- once they did that, did they, were they like, you know, if you ever, you know, if you're ever around, you want to come in, like, you know, sit in the, you know, sit in, watch the show or anything like that, be on the show or anything like that, did you get, any follow up for that
1: were you just like, nah, they
0: are Nah, them. you know, not good enough for that.
1: Nah, you know what? I didn't, but you know what? If I if I was if I was a character on SNL, bro, that would be kinda lit, so somebody need to reach out to me. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that'd be I would crazy. I mean you know
0: for that. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, you know, the the thing is is like, man, once you um you know, it's 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 a huge blessing and a huge honor and I'm humbled I'm humbled by these things every day, even when I go back and I look at um, stuff like Saturday Night Live or, like, some of the other you know, shows, or like, movies and movie trailers and stuff. It's crazy because, yeah, of course they didn't ask me to come in and, like, play, you know, play somebody on the show or anything like that because I'm more on the – on the what I did was more on the music side. But um, but it doesn't mean that in the future th- these things can't happen. And, and you know, when, I'm still dreaming, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like anybody else that that's – just starting or whatever, I'm in the middle of this, man, and I'm having some success uh you know I'm blessed to have the success that I've had, but I'm still dreaming, and you know who knows, man maybe maybe I can be an an artist who is uh who is actually featured or hosting the show and performing on the show you know I could see that um uh and one of the beautiful things about that conversation is is i can I can go to them and say, hey well, you know what um yeah, I'm doing well i'm charting i'm I'm, I'm an artist who is more face for the public and and uh, you know I'm doing well with my last album, but yo, here's a clip where where we've already worked together, and that's a conversation that most artists can't can't have. I mean, I can start the conversation with, look, we've already worked together. Number one, here's an idea that I have for something that we can do for the future, and it will be the second time we work together. Not not trying to get in the door because we've already done something, right. and I think that that is a huge that's a huge advantage that um, that. That I'm blessed to have. I think with all of these shows. So no, they didn't ask me to be on now. But you know, we dreaming. And if we, if we, maybe if we have enough, a good enough idea, and um, and they're down to rock with it, uh, then maybe we can be involved. And, and we already have had some success together. Um, so maybe that helps uh, that kind of situation happen. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. And listen, that's what I want for you. I want you to. To further push the envelope on how iconic you truly are as as a musician, uh, and I think Thank I honestly feel as though musicians have that ability. Not all, obviously, but I think most most musicians have that ability to where they can kind of transition into acting very well, um, because Absolutely. you're you're an everyday performer. You're an everyday having to remember lines. You're an everyday having to go in Absolutely. front of large amounts of people. So it's nothing Indeed. that you're doing that's drastically different um, than Indeed. what you do now. It's Indeed. just a matter of, are you good at it? <laughs> so right. Not nothing true. Else, nothing else is harder than, than that, than just figuring out, are you good at it? And if you are, it's, it should be, I don't, I don't want to speak for, you know, for musicians because I'm not one myself, but it should be a smooth transition because what I know of from <clears throat> from acting is just remembering lines. Uh, being able to mm-hmm. perform in front of people um and you know just doing your thing like all those are all those are things musicians do
1: it 's just a matter of are you good at it or not absolutely and you know and and it 's so interesting that you say that man because you're you 're spot on and and um you know do i think that do I think that all musicians could be uh could be actors um you know maybe maybe not, but i think that I think that one thing that helps is if you are creating the kind of music that has emotional gravity and emotional range and depth, and, you are, and you've lived a life and you can express yourself um, uh, through your experiences and, and tap into those experiences and bring those into your music, um, then I think that for sure anyone who can do that can, can most definitely transition into acting because you know when you're reading those lines, you have got to become uh, that character in that moment. You got to become that. And, you know, if you have experience with, uh, with facing your emotions or, or revisiting your emotions in your music because you're writing well-rounded music that hits all emotions, all kinds of situations, um, then I think that you can also be a really well-rounded actor as well, 100%, you know. Um, I think it may be more difficult for people who are, who are, who are not being authentic to themselves and whose, whose art okay. is not connected to who they truly are uh it may be it may be more difficult, but it may not be i don't know it depends on the person, i guess but yes yeah. i mean but yeah i I don't
0: see the the huge difference um i I mean I don't think a lot of actors can be musicians, but I definitely think uh a lot of musicians can be actors because everything you just said i mean the the emotion that you have to i mean I know people who would go to the studio um you know lay down a track that to them is super emotional, and they're crying like, right. they're, they they they, you know, they remember, like, a memory popped up that contributed to that verse or that song that put them in the spot where they can connect with that emotion. So, I mean, those are all the traits or some of the best traits of being an actor. So, I think A can do B, but I don't think B can do A. So, I think that's the the biggest um, advantage I think musicians have over most most actors and actresses is because you pretty much have all of the necessities to do acting, but you right, can't look right. at, like, you can't look at uh, Jason Statham and go, yeah, I think that guy could definitely probably do like a dope right, album. Like, right. no, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't, he doesn't possess any yeah. tools to do, to do a dope album, but a musician right. possesses <laughs> the tools to do acting. So it works for one, but definitely not really for the other. So, I mean, I think nah, that's you definitely make a, a really good advantage musicians have.
1: Man, you make a you make a really really good point. It's crazy. Um, yeah, even different kinds of uh, di- different kinds of music and different kinds of acting. Yeah, it really does get deep. But yeah, you're, I, I think you're spot on with that. I don't know, we'll see. But then again, I don't want Jason Statham to come trying to like diss you because of that, like drop a diss record and it'd be crazy. <laughs> right? Fire. Then, then <laughs> what you gonna you know? What I'm saying? Don't let him drop. Don't let them drop sixteen. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I heard your interview. <laughs> Listen, you know, that, and the next thing you know. Be- uh, that would be one of my biggest nightmares. Jason Statham?
0: We might be. Are you know, sleeping? now that you say that, now that you say that, I kind of feel like I'm not a good interviewer because <laughs> I should know if Jason Statham has like rapped or something before. Yo, he, have bars. he, might, have he bars, might have bars, man. Bars, man. Listen,
1: you never know, I take that back.
0: I think man, that You back. never Let know. Hip hop is the Statham.
1: most. Hip hop is the most influential genre in the world. I'm telling you, man. I think Jason Statham at some point has spit. A bar or two. Somebody has.
0: <laughs> listen, listen, you're scaring me now because I know someone's going to – some one of either one of our fans is going to hear this interview and tag Jason Statham. And he's like, yo, it's been a while since I was in the booth. Like, let me go, let me go drop, drop some fire We got to start the quick, Jason Statham know. challenge,
1: man. Yeah, that's it. Yo, we have to start the Jason
0: Statham challenge. Tag him.
1: Get him the, let's see if he'll, if he'll send us a verse, man. He might be dope. Let's see if we can get a verse. Hey. Double. Let's do it. Let's see. Listen, we just started a challenge here,
0: man. Like We just That's made this it. interview even more iconic with the idea of starting That's this dope it. challenge. All right, we're yeah, definitely going to do this challenge. You're laughing, but I'm serious. I need to now Yo, know because Jason we Statham to has bars.
1: Does he have Jason's bars? This is a question Does we need to answer.
0: Does Jason have bars? We need to know. Exactly. You heard it here first. Listen, as soon as we are done with this interview, I'm starting that and I'm tagging you in everything.
1: So Bro, we can tag get to the me of it. I need to see. So we can get I'm, to the I'm bottom Do I think you've got bars. Do you feel, I think you've got bars, man. I think you've got bars. Listen, your boy has been in some crazy so, movies. He's done. He is he's, so he's quiet. Some interesting he's, characters.
0: Absolutely, he's so quiet and kept to himself. I feel like that might be why. Like, he doesn't want us to know everything about him. Like, there's a secret life to where Jason uh, Statham got the hoodie yo. on with the do-rag. Like, <laughs> he's in the studio, you, like, ready to yo, lay you, it down.
1: I think Jason Statham can, can drop a 16. My, my bet, you know, you're reading a lot. You're, you're quiet. You're to yourself. You have a lot of int- uh, introspective thoughts. You know, you played a lot of characters who are who are really, really rich in personality and experience. You can write sixteen bars, man. Even if you do it as your boy from Snatch, you know what I'm saying? Just from his perspective. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, like I just I, I feel like you I feel like you got something. You know what I mean? So let's Listen, start that. Let's get that got, going. You got me.
0: You got me worried now because like I don't rap, so it's like <laughs> if Jason gets at me, I'm now gonna have to. <laughs>
1: have to respond to that
0: bro it's time i gotta respond to it you know what it's you know what you're gonna be you're gonna be my coach though you're gonna help me through that (laughs) i got you you caused it you (laughs) You caused it (laughs) um let me um let me ask you a few more questions and i'm gonna let you get back to what you what you had going on man. i'm not gonna keep you much longer um excuse me i do want to ask um you like like i said and for the audience who might not be, uh, you know, uh, well informed with uh, how much work this man has done, he's done. He, his music has been heard on Krypton Empire, Atlanta, Lisa Weapons, Saturday Night Live, Ballers, WWE, Ray Donovan, Scream Queens, WGN's Underground Power Watchdogs, and I'm pretty sure so much more. If not right now, he has it coming. So don't worry. Um, Absolutely. But I mean, you, you have done so much. We here, like I said before, at Geek Vibes Nation, are a very geek-oriented uh, organization. So I couldn't let you leave without me asking you, how much are you a geek yourself? Or is that, like, something that you never really got into that much? Like, how much of a geek are you?
1: So, so define geek.
0: Geek, and I'm glad you asked that, because that is something that I've always wanted
1: for people who use
0: that term so loosely to to properly understand. You can geek out about anything. You can geek out about sports, music, uh, politics. So what I'm referring to in this instance is we're more so like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Game of Thrones,
1: like all wrestling, like all that. Yeah. Oh, stop playing. Bro, stop playing! Are you kidding me? Yo, growing, bro, growing up, wrestling, wrestling. Oh my god, bro, I was insane. I used to paint my face like the Ultimate Warrior. My shit was like on point, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and even like, right, even right now, I, you know, I actually, um, it's crazy that you mentioned that, man, because um, it's not crazy that you mentioned that, uh, being being we are where we are, but, but yeah, man, I used to, uh, I used to collect comics. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, t- I had a crazy comic collection. I had maybe, like, 500 um, books, man, and my joint, my collection was ill. You know, I remember when Spawn first came out, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to date myself, but, you know, I used to, because um, I'm also a, vi- I'm, yo, it's, you know what I mean? I'm also a visual artist, too. Uh, so, you know, I used to, like, I used to, like, try to, like, draw um, a lot of comics and, uh, and some of the people that I followed. I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, so, you know, I, lo- I know a lot of people kind of, debate between DC and Marvel, but, you know, I got love for, for characters on both sides uh, and storylines on both sides. So, yeah, you know, anime, um, man, I can't I, – I mean, anything, anything that has uh, a great storyline and is incredibly visual, I'm in love with it. That's where I come from. If you listen to my music, my music is heroic music. I write music yep. for people to overcome to, and a lot of that stems in – uh you know my my being influenced by superheroes and these kinds of stories and and the parallels that they draw to everyday life you know even right now i'm a huge game of thrones fan i i cannot believe game of thrones that we have to wait for the next season is is killing me because i only <laughs> i only i mean when game of thrones is on you know what i'm saying like you know we throw parties for game of thrones like my joint like i'm like probably one of the biggest game of thrones fans so um but yeah, no, I have to say yes. I, I am most definitely a geek, and any creative, any creative has to be a geek. There's no possible way that 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 you start you start creating without first being influenced by uh, by these incredible works that has shaped a lot of us, man. I, you know yeah i mean come on man how how can you grow up and not be a geek like how can, you know what I mean like what, absolutely what, what person what kind of childhood did you have if you you know what i
0: mean <laughs> like, that is that is definitely an important question to ask like i I do question that like what kind of childhood did you have to like not at least see like the the vintage michael Keaton Batmans or like if oh, if you're man. around my age? To have not watched the Kevin Conroy animated Batman series, like what what was going Man. on? But I'm
1: what, I and was what was really you, going on?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm super glad you said that though, because we just became best friends. I am possibly one <laughs> of the hugest Batman fans ever. Like oh, that I is that Batman. is that's that's my day one. Batman has always been my day one. Um, Absolutely, it's always been my favorite superhero. He's so complex. There's so many different layers to him. Um, so da- I'm completely with you on that. Like everything Batman that's happened, I've read it, I've watched it, I've seen it. Even the George Clooney Batman's, like I- I've sat through those. Like I've- I'm the complete Batman <laughs> I like fan. how you put that.
1: Uh, um,
0: that too, <laughs> absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I did want to say, I did want to say because I believe um, your song "Light It Up" played during um, Krypton, right? The the uh, the absolutely. advertisements for uh, for Krypton. So I did Indeed, want to say, yeah. cause I did speak, I spoke to two of the, the main um, cast, uh, two of the main cast members from the show. I do want to tell so, you one of the things that we we're talking about, not necessarily in the interview, but we were talking about was how hype that got, like, when they first started promoting Krypton and that first started playing, it was just like, all right, like, give me the show now. Like, <laughs> like, this is what right. right. Like, it had such <laughs> an intense and fun build up to it. Um, right. Kind of walk me through a little bit, like <clears throat> how did that whole process go? Like, like when they reached out to you, you know, were they like huge fan? Heard the heard the full song, like not just a second of it. Heard the full song. Like, were they did they approach it as a fan or just purely as business? Like, we heard this it goes perfect
1: with what we're trying to do. I need it.
0: <laughs> like,
1: well, you how know, they you know, well, you know, um, the process for. Uh, for how these things happen, uh, you know, for example, the whole, the whole promotion, the whole campaign lineup for, for Krypton for season one, Krypton, um, the whole process for how that usually works is there is a team of people, who are combing through thousands upon thousands of songs. They are looking for the perfect song because you have to remember that that, um, and and I'm not saying this to be braggadocious. I'm just kind of giving you some insight into how this works so people understand. Uh, how you know? Just like I b- tried to to give some insight into how albums are being brought to people's ears, uh, I want to kind of give people some insight to how these trailers and and um, how even just like uh you know 30 minutes of television come to you. There are teams of people who who create uh, first of all the content, the the picture that you see. After that happens, then. Uh, then a company, uh, then then a, uh, I'm sorry, a department of. If they're then tasked to create to summarize uh, what you will see in the season in you know a 30 second to one minute trailer, and all of this money, all of this time that goes into creating these visuals for a season one, it's 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 then encapsulated in into a trailer which is such a precious. Precious piece of art because in that 30 seconds or in that one minute, they are either going to turn you off or turn you on to to something that they've already spent millions on. You know what I'm saying? So it's such nah. a precious piece of, of, of material because, you know, especially season one. Now, if you're Game of Thrones, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones anyway. They could put the worst song or whatever in the trailer now. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I mean, they put Ed Sheeran in, in, uh, in I mean, no, just to Ed Sheeran, but I'm saying, come on, man. I'm still going to watch the next season. <laughs> Um, so they can make mistakes right. now, but when you when you first dropping when you first coming out with a show or a movie and it doesn't al- already have that cultural uh uh impact or uh, that cultural following, then everything is riding on these trailers because they gotta sell you on that content. They gotta sell you on that piece. And for them to choose my music to drive that entire campaign into into the actual launch of the show and then actually um I have music in the show for them to choose my music is is crazy humbling because, you know, to understand the amount of money and and precious time that goes into creating these shows, to to let my music drive the energy of what they're using to get you to watch that show for the very first time, to to give it a shot, they're using my voice to drive that. It's it's, it's incredibly uh, humbling. So by the time it gets to me, though, uh, to answer your question, they've already combed through thousands of songs because just like i mentioned before this is an important period i mean they got it you know this is going to be showing at comic con whatever they got to, they got to sell this to you so you know they're trying everything and then you know for them to for them to pick up the phone and be like yo we want to run with Light 'Em up um it's crazy man it's uh it's crazy how that works by the time i get that conversation it's it's not as it's a little bit more business the emails are more, more business for trailers. um look, we want to use it here's here's the terms for what we're trying to do we want to, here's where we want to use it and for how long we want to use it um, you know let's negotiate let's make that happen It's more like that um and less like hey you know uh, you I, I wish I could get more more um Sometimes I do get more of a uh, uh, one-on-one conversation with the people who are using my music, like at Lethal Weapon, with that team. I went and and I met the whole team, and I've worked with them on lots of scenes and and, um, actually sat with the creators of that show, the people who were working together to make that show. I sat with them, and uh, and we've chosen music and made music together. Um, uh, Krypton was one of those that was more of like a clearance thing. But you have to believe that. You have to just know that they had to love it. In order to choose it for that moment, right. you know what I'm saying, and that right. to me is that to me is enough um and the fact that they're willing to then you know spend their dollars out of their budget, their creative budget to to use that to show appreciation for my music and what I do uh and to trust my music to sell that show to get people to watch it it just it says a lot to me about where i'm at to myself, and it helps me it helps to keep me motivated it's it's grat it's uh it's validating and uh, and it's gratifying also. So, yes, it's incredible, man. It's an incredible experience every time it happens. It never gets old, ever.
0: Yeah, listen, I, I believe you. I mean, it can't. It can't.
1: You're doing what you love.
0: You're being rewarded for doing what you love. It can't ever get old because then that's when it stops becoming something you love. and It is more of a job, less than a, a passion. So I, I completely get you on that. Um, my my biggest thing before I let you go, I have to ask, um, is there well not is there, but when can we expect uh more music? When can we expect to see you next? Give me a run through. Give me give me a rundown of when we can get everything
1: so I can start promoting that all. Uh, well, I just dropped um a new track uh featuring DJ Ricky Luna who um who, you know, has worked on Fast and Furious. Um uh, tons of tons of movies, he's, tons of video games. He's just like myself. He's uh, but you know, he's my co-writer on this track called "I Am the One." We just dropped that, um, and you know, that's available on all digital platforms. Um, I'm working on another EP right now uh, with Robin Loxley, who is my co-writer. On um, on light 'em up and by co-writer I mean I I don't mean he wrote my verses I write all my own lyrics I write all the top lines all that stuff you know what I'm saying
0: um, <laughs> but you know
1: he's 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 produced the track you know what I'm saying so um, right. he's a producer and we teamed up on an EP um, to give you you know five more tracks and they're, they're crazy um, you know the title we're still kind of kind of going around about we have like 25 we have like 25 um, um, choices for the title. We're looking at artwork. I mean, we really care about how we bring it to the public. So we're, we're in the middle of that, but that's going to be my next thing. Uh, and then I have a couple of new projects that I actually just signed off on that I, I, can't, I can't actually speak on until they drop. Um, I gotcha. can't say that they're coming out until they come out, but they are massive. And you're going to know it's me. Uh, if, you haven't, if you haven't yet heard of me and you're being introduced to me now through this interview, um, you'll be able to hear the music, and you'll and you'll know it's me, which is exciting for me um, uh, right now. So, yeah, there's there's tons of stuff coming out. I would just say stay tuned. I can tell you this. I can tell you that um, that Lethal Weapon for season three is coming. Um, so definitely make sure you tune in to Lethal Weapon season three. Um, yeah, and uh, lots more to come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is this is Bo. Uh again, that's this is Bo. Um I'm sure that you'll you know you know you'll help out with uh with tagging me in on that. Um Absolutely. and you know all of these things that I that I'm that I'm talking about will be uh I'll make sure that I post them on there and keep people updated there and, and through you too. So Perfect. Listen,
0: I have yeah. no issue promoting everything you just told me. I cannot wait to see what comes next for you keep me in mind as far as when everything drops so I can promote it as you promote it. Um, absolutely. You know, definitely I will. not promoting anything without you telling me to promote it first, obviously. Um, so just keep me completely posted on that. Yeah, we can talk privately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so make sure you keep me posted with that, man. I'm definitely going to have right. another interview interview with you at some point. Uh, before oh, we got to do it, year, man. I'm pretty sure. There's so much more we could talk about between uh, then, between now and then.
1: Um but Damn I so forgot much we were for doing I me, forgot man. we were doing an interview, man. Right, <laughs> right. I got right? so I, <laughs> like I was just so passionate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like we were just having a conversation. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, we definitely gotta do this right? again, man. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a lot Good of fun. fun. <laughs> Listen, thank you, man. And
0: stay tuned for that, everyone listening, stay tuned for that Jason Statham challenge.
1: We were so serious Yo. about that. Stay
0: tuned for that.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, thanks for appreciate having me, man. You, man. I appreciate you greatly, man. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And stay tuned for everything I'm going to be tagging you in and promoting. Uh, thank you very much. And we'll def- me and you will definitely be talking soon.
1: Let's do it, my man. Be well. All right. Take care. You Peace. Too.